Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couple XY Podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. And this is the podcast where we drink. <coughs> nice. And talk about stuff. <laughs> We're both drinking wine today, so we have no uh, satisfying uh, can opening for you. Just a nice pork top <laughs> and, a, and, and a twist. And twist it all. And a twist from me. From my, uh, It's not cheap wine, I guess, my chilled wine that doesn't require a, a cork for some reason. Oh, listen to that pour. I have a big glass. Yeah, you do have a big glass, baby. Yeah, I do. Uh How about that? All right, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're going to do the podcast things. Yes, please. Um, And I feel like some of these are YouTube things, but whatever. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Um, If you want to shoot us a line, you can email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com. Um, or mace or message us, not mace. Message us on our Facebook page. You can mace me if you also <laughs> leave a review first. <laughs> if you leave a five star review, you can mace Brian. You have to have words with it. Like you, you, I'm not getting maced for just a, a click. You need to put like something nice. Like this is the the greatest thing ever, and I maced him. All right, you can uh, uh, also comment and uh, DM us on our Facebook page at Couple XY Podcast. And that is all the things. All right. Well, oh, and tell a friend. And tell a friend. Yeah, Thank help you. us grow it. All right. So that's all our things. Let's let's talk about what we did this weekend. We went to the Louisiana Rin Fair. Yes, we did the Renaissance Festival. Stayed at a quaint Airbnb. A lovely Airbnb. In uh, really cute. In Hammond. In Hammond. Yeah, no, Louisiana. In, in Ponchatoula. Ponchatoula specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we beat them. When I played high school ball against him one year, we went we, we beat him at our home and we lost to him at theirs. If I, was I remember, like, what the hell are you talking? We played about? him in football one year. That was a long drive. That is a long drive from Lake Charles to Ponchatoula. Yeah, damn. That yeah. was a uh, we we chartered buses and stuff. That was our 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 big time away game. Yeah, talking about geography that probably no one else cares about. That's it. <laughs> Captivating. Rep. Yeah. You were a big hit. I was. Um, I will post pictures on uh, the Facebook page. Uh, I went all out. Mm. It was Viking weekend at the Renaissance Festival, and um, I spent many an hour on my costume, uh, ordered all the things off of Amazon, um, found really great pieces, and uh, worked a couple of days on my wig and my headdress, getting that all together. And it took me, what, an hour to get ready? Not quite that long. <laughs> Not I mean, quite that long. I, I think actually I was it was the contacts the, were, were... The contacts were the biggest issue, yes. Yeah. That took me like a good 15, 20 minutes to get those things in my eyeballs. Yes. And you were even trying to help me at one point, trying to stick your finger. I did help you. I pretty much got both of them on for you. Pretty much, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know why that was so difficult for me this time, because last time I put in contacts for Halloween, like it wasn't that bad. So, But anyway, yeah, so people... Um, we're wanting to take pictures with me. I was this Viking witch sorceress with white-out contacts and uh, um, black fingers and all, dressed all in black with some cool, like, goth belt and stuff. Um, and it was a big hit. Like, I had a huge horned headdress, mm-hmm. and it was it was so fun. And it was really nice to see people, like, react. And, yeah, like, like, loved your costume. Like, a lot of I love your costumes. Yeah, like, lots of love, lots of uh, – a couple – Brave souls who were like, can I take a picture with you? Um, oh, one really brave soul. One really brave soul who asked me for a vision. Goddess, and, can I have a vision? I'm like, you were like, what? What are you talking about? I was about? like, I don't work. I, know, I thought, I don't work here. Yeah, but I'm not I a performer. I'll play along with it. And I like, I, I said the first things that came to my mind. <laughs> 
like I see a fawn <laughs> on a lake with stars and clouds. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we that also met a really cool artist, which was fun because we, we actually had one of her prints already. Yes, that we bought in New Orleans some a few a couple of years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, uh, her name is Maris, M A R R U S. Um, she's really cool. Uh, her work is beautiful. Um, some people might think it's like kind of weird or creepy, but I really dig it. Mm-hmm. I think you're starting to dig it too. Um, and yeah, we just we had a lovely conversation with her. It was yeah. It was I mean, so I, I nice. really even didn't even know who she was. Right. We were talking to her, and then I and then it dawned on me like she's sitting next to a paint palette in this lovely little boutique area that mm-hmm. she's made up. Like, and then I was like, "Are you the artist?" And she said, "Yes, yes, I'm Maris. This is my this is this is me." Yeah, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I was just talking to her, like being a, a just kind of messing around. And, and yeah, when we realized who she was, she was like, okay, the energy changed. What's going on here? Like, <laughs> like, well, I didn't realize it was you. Um, yeah, so we got to tell her like um, how much I love the print that I had already had um, about, I, I forget what exactly it's called, but it's a an image, uh, a painting of a child leading her demons with um, by leash mm-hmm. behind her. And she's kind of, it looks like she's skipping. Almost like she has like a, 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 a handful of balloons. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And the balloons are demons. Yes. Dragons and demons. Yes. Right. And at that point in my life, I was still kind of, you know, recovering um, from uh, the bipolar mania and everything like that and getting used to my meds. So it kind of really spoke to me. So that's why I bought it then. And I got to tell her that. And it was really nice. And I mm-hmm. almost started crying. And it was just... It was really nice. Yeah, she was a very cool person. She's very cool. She's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a beautiful person and just a great attitude. I mean, it's just fun. Yeah. All right. So just know, that's uh, talk to people. Sometimes you, you meet really cool people. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we uh, have to be a little tipsy, apparently, to start talking to people. Yeah, it helps when I've been drinking. <laughs> Uh, and let's see what else was this weekend. It was it was uh, Veterans Weekend. It was Veterans um, Day weekend, yes. So um, that is uh, that is important to to you know honor our veterans and honor and remember, yes. And it is November eleventh, the eleventth day of the eleventh month. Been there. No, that's the fifth of November. <laughs> well, it actually does have significance. It is okay. Armistice Day in in it's the end of World War One is what it marks. Oh. So the eleventh hour of the eleventh day is when they marked the armistice and the guns fell silent on the Western Front. And okay. this is um, the All Quiet on the Western Front talks about this how they they were literally fighting to the last moment and at eleven o'clock just everything goes silent. And um, I think Eddie Rickenbacker was a, a famous World War One pilot, and he talked about flying over it, and then just like nothing. Then the guns go silent, and then you start just seeing men get out of the trenches slowly at first because they don't know. Because if you stuck your head above the trench, you got shot. Right. So they surrendered? You stopped killing each other. You just stopped killing each other. Oh. This was just the – there was no real surrender. Yes, the German nation had surrendered, but the guys in the tr- the trenches weren't going to, like, a, a prisoner camp. Mm-hmm. They were going to go back home. Right. The, the war was just over. Mm-hmm. So this weird moment happens where everyone comes out and they go greet each other, shake each other's hands, you know. And, hmm. you know, they, they were all brothers who lived through this horrible thing together. Hmm. Now, the Americans were a little bit less antsy to go meet, I think, that we, we weren't in the war quite as long. Right, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is what Veterans Day marks. It's it's and eleven eleven. You know, a lot of people know it for that. Uh, but eleven eleven is also another thing, a little weirder thing. What's that? It's Twin Flames Day. 
1111 twins. <laughs> Literally, I saw it on the Reddit. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, segue it away. Segue to that. Yes. So, today we're going to be talking about the Twins Flame Universe community documentaries cults that we that are out on prime slash netflix there's yes. two different ones that yes have two very good ones i suggest watch the prime one first and then the netflix i think both of them have three episodes mm-hmm. to them um yeah it is fascinating didn't and know anything about this didn't know anything about this just started to randomly watch it one day um, and apparently it's a, a big a big thing right now big uh trending topic Mm-hmm. Um, since Netflix had just come out with it. I yeah, I think it's like, well, I don't know how Netflix algorithm is. I don't know if it lies to us or not. <laughs> or if... Like, it, it's like, this was number one on the uh, t- today's hot list. And I'm like, really? Sometimes? I was like, that seems like it's just for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, uh, where do we start? All right, uh, let's start with a little bit of what Twin Flames is. Yes, so... Like overall, the, the the overall ideology of it, right? Uh, so the Twin Flames universe is this. I'm gonna call it community for now. Is this community? This online community started by um, Jeff and Shalea Ian. So um, there is a part of this. I, I think maybe back even up a little bit more. Okay. Just like let's define because it it was before them that twin flames had been right a so what thing. is a twin what yeah, is what, it, is, what does what that is, mean what does it mean to begin uh, with uh so a twin flame the 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 term means like your soulmate like your ultimate soulmate mm-hmm. you have one twin flame out there that is divinely like divinely yours, yours. and you're one and only person on this earth mm-hmm. um and yeah that's what the that's what twin flames means um there's also another term that I can't think of right now that is kind of like twin flames. Um, twin rays. That was another one that I saw. Um, so, yeah, it's just this belief in in a soulmate. Yeah, okay. And now we can get into um, Jeff and, and Shalia um, Aya. Ian. Ian. And they are, they run this twin flames community, twin flame yeah, they call it Twin Flames Universe. Universe, which is T- now TFU. I think is TFU. Yeah, well, from now from now on, we'll just say that's, TFU. That's what they use. Yeah, because that's what they use, and it is much um, much quicker to say. So um, TFU, I believe, was started in like the the late twenty tens. I think it was later than that. I think twenty fifteen mm-hmm. is the number I've I've heard, but yeah, it it's definitely somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so by, by, uh, Jeff and Shalea Ian, who I, Ian is not, um, Jeff's real last name. Surname, yeah. Not his real surname. And Shiana, Shalea is not hers. Yeah, her name is... Megan. Megan, her maiden name is Plant. Um, so they are these two self, um, self-defined love gurus. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, slash, slash spiritual leaders, um, who... And the first, uh, the first documentary, the prime documentary, gets more into their background, mm-hmm. where they start from, where they, they get. Jeff is kind of, he did go to business school. Uh, he... Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he has a business degree, and had started up several 
online kind of companies, different things. Yes. And he meets Shalia. Mm. And they, uh, she was a much more spiritual person. Right. He was a much more business par- person. Right. He wanted to, to to create that next big thing that, you know, made him a millionaire. You know what he, he get, what I get from him, the energy I get from him, mm-hmm. and, and you've seen this uh, uh, in quite a few documentaries over the last couple of years, the guy from Fire Festival, um, uh, the uh, yes. Anna, um, and inventing Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this idea that I have, I, I'm going to make this one big, huge thing and make it rich. Right. This, like, I... I am bound to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. I am destined for this. Like, I deserve this. Yeah. This so, sort of wealth that I'm going to create with this next big idea. Th- I'm going to create this this idea. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that kind of energy he had. So if you've seen any of those people, same, think of the same energy. Yeah. Uh, and the, the first one gets, a, like, a lot into their early years, mm-hmm. them being extremely poor. Yes. Um, living, did they say living? No. Uh, Jeff said... When Jeff and Shalia, Shalia met, uh, she was living in a garage, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then they moved into a, a little shitty apartment together. <laughs> um, moved back to Michigan and mm-hmm. was like, oh, moved back in with the parents and got kicked out and mm-hmm. uh, ended up living with one of his friends for a little while. Mm-hmm. And this is when Jeff's comes into, I don't think Twin Flames Universe uh, was, was a thing yet. This was when he was still thinking he could heal people. Yes, so... Jeff is interesting, to say the least. Uh, he's, uh, he believes that he possesses spiritual powers that can heal, um, like actual diseases, not just like psychological is- issues or illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims he can... I cure don't know, cancer. Cure cancer, yes. That was his big claim. And he actually started a website with a, fee- a, a, a payment-based um, cart where people could um, buy sessions with him, and he would, I guess, pray it away or something. I think yell at you until you were either got better or died. And if you didn't, if you didn't get better, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't his fault. It was you didn't do the work. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Um. So the question I think that needs to be posed is. Is this a spiritual community or is it a dangerous cult? I think it's both. Okay. I, I, I honestly think it's both. Yes, it is. Is it a dangerous cult? It depends on what you consider dangerous mm-hmm. and how much you believe that uh, adults have the ability to do what they to make mistakes. Right. So p- part of this is always going to go back to that. We are all adults. I don't think they have any minors. Uh, no. They did have some very young adults. Yes. And they right. are preying on very vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. None of that. I'm not saying any of that's good. I'm not saying. But what I will say is that these people are making a choice. And that these choices that they make allow it to not be. We can't, we can't always call it a cult. Yes, it is a cult, I think. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that even even anybody who joins a cult, they are vulnerable for joining cults, but they are not, like, held at gunpoint to join a cult. You might be held at gunpoint later, mm-hmm. right? but not to join. Right. Um, yeah, to join your kind of your um, – I think for this specific cult, it's, it's, a, it's a form of love bombing. 
where they just like welcome you with, in with open arms and saying like we accept you just the way you are and we're going to help you find your twin flame and it's going to be beautiful. Is that a term that's used a lot love bombing? Love bombing. Yes, that's that's a term used in abuse. Okay. Uh, domestic abuse situations. Because I've never heard it until like the other day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in domestic abuse situations, um, love bombing is the term that is used uh, to describe the um, overwhelming amount of gifts and loving words and loving actions that an abuser will do after an abusive, um, after a, after a a fight or mm-hmm. a an abusive episode. Um, that's their way of trying to maintain control and keep the relationship going. Um, but then it's like a cycle. It is a cycle. Okay. So I think the, um, what do you think? Cult, uh, community? I think it's a cult. Okay. Do you, do you feel like that the people within this cult, I guess you're going to say, I don't know. Do you think they get anything out of it? Like, are there certain Anything people? Positive? Yeah, are there certain people who are getting positive things out of this? Because that's how cults work. You have to feel something good. Absolutely, I think um, what I've what what I've gathered from this is that the large majority of the Twin Flames universe is the community is um, made up of, I would say, vulnerable women with low self esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of and a lot of other just is- issues around themselves and around being comfortable with who they are, and then um, and th- and that are desperate to find love. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have devil's advocate this thing a little bit here and say that we watched two different documentaries and they all portrayed twin flames and very d- dual flames, dual flames, twin flames, twin, twin flames, flames. <laughs> um, in very uh, very negative lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, Twin Flames didn't respond. They didn't have a, 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 they didn't say anything about it. They weren't there defending themselves. Right. I mean, their official statement on their website and everything is that they are not a cult. They do not coerce people into doing anything they don't want to, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, so take that for what you will. Editing is always, and how, how a, a, how a story is portrayed can, can a lot of times, you know, color how you see it to right. begin with. Taking a lot of things out of context. So, I mean, I don't, there's 40,000 members. I, I think that that was a number I heard at one point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many. I kind of Googled to see how many men are in it because it acts like there's no men in this. But I don't, I don't really know. I don't know how many men. They have 69,000 followers on their Facebook page. Okay. So, I mean, that's a, that's a sizable that's a lot. group of people. That's mm-hmm. more followers than we have. Oh, for sure. <laughs> But what what it is is what I'm saying is like in this, or if we looked at like if, if they did these two documentaries and this is five percent of the people's um uh uh their their stories that how their interaction was but ninety five percent of the people it's completely in one hundred percent opposite you know it's like reading Google reviews mm. you know you can have twenty five star reviews and one you know one, one star review. one uh-huh. yeah so. It's it's like did did we take the one star review and make two documentaries about it? I really don't know. Mm. So I'm just I'm, I'm devil advocating advocating there. I'm saying that like there could be something about this that's not culty. It isn't the same. We didn't go watch the YouTube videos of of Jeff. No, we saw plenty of uh, we just excerpts saw, from it. We saw clips, mm-hmm. and they could have taken every shitty clip to make us feel like we were seeing something. So I'm gonna say that, but. 
first, just up front, mm -hmm. that we did not do any real research other than reading the article. Do you have the article pulled up? Um, I can have the article pulled up. Um, it's a Vanity Fair article. I just was going to credit the the woman who wrote yes. it. Um, and um, she was did the documentary. What is her name? Alice Hines. Alice Hines. Um, so we read the article. We watched her documentary. We watched. Yeah. There are uh, also a couple um, articles from Vice. A couple articles from Vice. We didn't read we those. Didn't read those now. Um, but we did watch the Netflix, and I think that was more Vice oriented. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's just our disclaimer here. Um, let's just talk about who do you want to talk about first? Well. Or what would you like to talk about first? Okay, so I want to talk about um, Jeff and Shalia as a couple. Okay. And we can talk about them, both of them and their 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 personality types. We kind of already touched on Jeff, so let's let's talk about Shalia. Mm -hmm. um, so Shalia is um, thought to be the the more spiritual of the two. Um, when I believe when Jeff and Shalia met, she was really into um, like new age spiritualism with, uh, um, s not stones, but, uh, like gem, not gemstones, um, crystals. crystals, thank you, crystals and, um, uh, numerology and, um, manifesting, uh, you know, lots of yoga, lots of meditating, um, lots of, lots of just like, like waiting, meditating around, just try and hear messages from God, mm -hmm. sort of things. Uh, Jeff, when they first met, I don't believe was was uh, very. They both they both come from Catholic backgrounds, so I think they both they both they both have an experience with religion. But I don't think Jeff was very spiritual. I don't think he was spiritual or religious, and mm -hmm. I still don't think he is. Okay. I think he's he's fraudulent on that front. Right. I think he just says a bunch of words, mm -hmm. but he's not a he's not a spiritual person. Even an evangelically Christian spiritual person, to me, it just he doesn't have that feel to him. Mm -hmm. You know. It, I think this is a business for him. I think it is. I, that's how I feel about it. But I, I don't know northern um, evangelicals. So I can tell you from, like, looking at, like, what he would be closest to in the south would be Baptist. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel he's religious in a Baptist sense. Mm -hmm. um, he's very – the thing about, his, about him is that he is very um, – he is very magnetic. I, yeah, I would say that. And he knows how to talk, how to get. He know he's a salesman. Yeah. He knows how to talk. He knows how to how to get the sale. He knows how to spin things to bring them to take to his advantage to bring it to his advantage. I guess I don't know. He's one of those salesmen who I wouldn't want to deal with. Like right. He's annoying. He's annoying for sure. So um, I, I think I, I get beta male energy from him okay yeah um even though he's he's trying to be an alpha male he wants alpha but he he's wants to be an alpha definitely male, but he's just, definitely not definitely not right yeah and when you have someone who's not an alpha male who can't put that energy into the universe who has a uh it just you can tell it like other men can tell it we 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 know what he is we can smell it 
you right. know, you know, and I like I have a problem with the whole like alpha and beta male term thing anyway. Um, but he definitely he's he has this toxic idea of you know wanting to be um th- like wanting to be a leader mm-hmm. and wanting to be in control, um, being the head of the household, be- doing like the traditional male female role and everything. Um, so it's real, this, this whole, this whole community is very interesting because they claim to be, um, very open-minded, mm-hmm. very inclusive of everyone. And in, in the first documentary, in the prime documentary, we, we, we are introduced to a trans woman, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it, it follows her experience mm-hmm. and her experience as you know, she was like, yeah, I was initially welcomed as this. It was this community that was all-inclusive and all-welcoming. Right. Yeah. And I think, and that's the hook. That is absolutely the hook, is you have these, you have these people who are feeling lost and feeling like, they, like they're alone and they don't have any friends and they don't know what they want to do with their life, and so they're searching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy, especially uh, on the internet, to put in those keywords, and ha- and when people put something in like, like I'm feeling lost, I'm looking for something, or I had an intense reaction to someone I just met. I think that was something that was put in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That automatically goes to twin flames. Mm-hmm. So, um. So there's there's a there's an interesting dichotomy between this conservative look on masculine and feminine, and then being welcoming to claiming to be welcoming to the LGBTQ plus community. Right. I also find it ext- extremely interesting. In like, I, I wonder, and this is kind of going back to that that is it a cult? Is it not a cult? Or, or what it is? So the community at large, if you take away the, the, the head of the snake mm-hmm. and we take away Jeff and Shalia right. and you take and you give the community itself, when, when a person enters in the community and they're, they're brought in with this, this love and it makes you feel like you're really good and you're like you, you love this community, mm-hmm. I think the people within that really are feeding that love to each other. I right. don't think it's I don't think that's fake. Right. I don't think... I agree. I, don't, I think they really love each other. And everybody who comes into their community, they want to be open and they want to be welcoming. Mm-hmm. And they want to make this like you to have a good experience in this because they have a good experience in it. So I think the community itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I don't think they have any idea that what they're doing is possibly damaging. Right. Yeah. And one girl even said that, that she didn't realize... That like nope, we're gonna get to her. Gonna, right, right. Okay. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um, so, so how people find this, how people find the Twin Flames universe, is yeah, googling phrases like "I had an intense reaction to someone I just met," um, "I'm looking for the love of my life," mm-hmm. "I'm looking to find meaning," all this, you know, all these kind of abstract questions and phrases, right? That are that are spiritual. In some way. Um, and they they lead you to um, 
through targeted advertising and marketing, um, targeted ads to the Twin Flames um, website and their uh, Facebook page and their their group. And now they're going to get you. Now they're going to they're going to sell you lessons mm-hmm. on how to be gooder. On how to be better, yes. So this is where, yeah, go ahead, explain it. This is where the hook comes into me. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell you videos, on, and we're going to give you private coaching, and this is all going to cost money. Absolutely. And because we need this money. Because um, God needs money. Because God needs money. And although they were poor, they are no longer poor, and they are very much not, and like Jeff is very, very much about telling everyone what he has. Yes, they show off their wealth. They are very flaunty in their wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, always remember that whenever you, whenever you, you look into somebody like that. You know, right. if they're flaunting their wealth to you, it's not they're they've taken advantage to get there, and this is what they've done. They've taken advantage to get there, right? And that's they're as of right now, there is no, there's nothing illegal about what they've done, proven, right? Because multi-level marketing scams are not totally illegal mm-hmm. for some reason, so which I don't understand why, but that's what this is. So what they're going to do is they're going to tell you that they can they can get you to your your twin flame, that one person in this world of how many billions? Nine billion. Nine billion mm-hmm. people, we're going to find your one twin flame. Of course, I see other thing that says there's only so many twin flames, so you might not have one. But before you can get to your twin flame, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. You're going to have to ascend. And then you're going to have to do ascensions, mm-hmm. which are even bigger dollar fees. Right. And so that's that's kind of where it goes. Uh, they are basically taking your money for a monthly fee. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that they talked to talked about how much they didn't have the money to do this. Right. And they were working very hard just to be able to almost stay in this, like, thing. Right. Like they, they, they wanted so badly to be a part of this community, I think because of the initial love bombing and the initial endorphin rush. So they, so they would, yeah, they will, they will do anything to come up with the money. And you have it where now you have Jeff and Shalia who are doing YouTube videos or Zoom calls, and they're, they're sitting there and they're telling, and, and they're basically doing your therapy with you. But they're not therapists. They're not licensed anything. So they just I don't know if Shalia has a degree and Jeff has a business degree. And so what they're doing is they're they're sitting there and they are they're acting like they're they're very they they have some kind of what they tell you is that they have a, a, a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. They, they in fact more than that. Right. So do you wanna go ahead? All go. right. So Jeff has claimed that he is the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he calls himself the the Christ father and Shalia the Christ mother. And that their, um, their child will be the princess of all creation. This comes from the second, the Netflix the video. Girl ch- yeah, the, the, that they claim a female child, mm-hmm. specifically, that will be the princess of all creation. Yes. And they have had a child. They have had a child. It's a girl. I believe they they said they were doing IVF to make sure that she was born a she. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a thing. We're going to get back to that a little bit. In uh-huh. a minute. <laughs> um, all right. So going back to their early days, they're, they're getting this community of people who are looking 
And Jeff and Shalia are doing a lot of one-on-one coaching with, I guess this would be the first layer of leaders. This is almost how you see all cults, like, kind of start off. Your, your, your strong, dedicated first layer, right? Mm-hmm. The first group, the ones who get that, that really close interaction with the leaders. Right. Um, the, the prime one doesn't talk a lot about Shalia. She, she almost looked like she was not involved in it. Right. They rarely show clips of her talking. Like, I thought she didn't really talk during the sessions. But then when we moved to the Netflix um, documentary... She, there's a lot more clips of her talking during the sessions. And a lot more of her texting people and, and talking to them. And being, and, like, really involved. Yeah. Yes. The first one, it made it look like Jeff was a... An, like the mastermind. Like the mastermind. And he was an asshole. Yeah. And and he said, if you take all my clips out of context, I look like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't seen any of your clips that put it in context. So if you want if you, if you to talk to us, Jeff, we are more than happy to make that happen. Absolutely. Uh, but... Right now, I'm going to go with you're a gaslighting asshole who abuses people and bullies them online. And because you're the leader of this community that makes them feel so loved outside of you. Right. They don't want to leave the community. I think that's the biggest thing, why it's so hard to leave this community. Mm-hmm. is because they feel the love of the community. Which is real. Which is real. But you have this. This, this overlord. Yeah. Who is dominating? I, I mean, it, it's bad. Yeah. They're going to tell you what to eat? Yes. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and do why I think it's a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, top three things that I noticed that um, I consider evidence of a cult is one, controlling your use of time, um, which is their forced labor. Um, like, so he started a whole business around this. So mm-hmm. he needed people to work for him. So he got people within the community to work for free, to work basically full time for him as like a VP of sales and a social media coordinator and a graphic designer and all these different, um, things like entire departments full of people, like up to 60 people or something, all working for him for free or being coaches right, and making money off of the sessions, off of them coaching other people. That was initially not a thing, and then they needed more money, mm-hmm. and so they started taking 50% of the coaches' money. Right. Originally, the coaches were making money off of being coaches, mm-hmm. really pyramiding, pyramiding that Giant scheme. Giant pyramid scheme, yes. Um, number two is controlling diet. Um, they, have, they have this meal plan that they call the divine diet that's very carb-heavy, which is another thing that control groups like to do is give you, is like invite you for a really starchy, like high carby, sugary. um, (laughs) Watch out for those potlucks after the. the, Watch uh, out for those Southern Baptist potlucks with that spaghetti dinner and that marinara sauce. Yeah. (laughs) They're coming for you. Yeah. In the rolls. So they're going to fill you up with these comfort foods and make you feel happy and, you know, full and fulfilled. And then they're going to talk to you. Pancakes. What? Pancakes breakfast. Pancakes, pancake breakfast. Spaghetti dinners. Yeah. Um, I've been preached that at a, quite a few pancake breakfasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how they get you. Um, they they want to make sure that you're full and you're happy, and that's when they start to feed you this their message. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is, um, and I'm, I'm going to jump a little ahead a little bit, but controlling sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... They, he did a, a 24-hour 
Zoom call, meditation call to sort of alleviate the blocks was what they called when anybody, whenever anyone disagreed it's called they call it a block right as in like you need to manifest that out of yourself you need to you need to do the mirror do the exercise. mirror exercise which what's the mirror exercise the mirror exercise is basically a way of self blaming correct and it's by the way don't do this yeah this it, is it, this is the opposite we're not we're not advocating anybody to do the mirror exercise mm-hmm. if if you feel like you need help um, please reach out to to anything to a professional. A professional, and if you don't feel like you can reach out to a professional or want to know more, reach out to us, and we will try our best. Even though we're not professional, to put you in touch with a professional. Absolutely, we will not tell you to do this ever. No. The mirror exercise is whatever problem you're having, you change all the pronouns and everything, and you reflect it upon yourself. Like he's making me feel bad, mm-hmm. and then it turns changes to to um, I am making myself feel bad. He punched me in the face. And you're like, why did I punch myself in the face? Right. What caused me to hurt myself? Mm-hmm. That's the mirror exercise. And that's the danger of the mirror exercise. And that is the opposite of therapy. I'm not a therapist, but I've been to a lot of therapy. That is literally the opposite of therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm saying that, that, that you can, there are sometimes that you have to self-reflect and understand what you did. Right. That's called cognitive behavioral therapy, and that's a totally different thing. But... Just reversing everything to make it back on yourself mm-hmm. is just not, it's not, that's not. Mm-mm. Blaming mm-mm. yourself for everything is not healthy and is not the right call. And what it allowed these, what it allowed the leadership to do of this uh, group is to basically you weren't allowed to speak out against them because you would be speaking out against yourself. And you'd be speaking against God. And God. Literally God. Mm-hmm. So there's this weird a conversion of like religion with pseudoscience mm-hmm. and we're going to get into this a little bit i hope more is how they're just cherry picking religious ideas very true um which i forget i, I think it was the first yeah it was the first documentary on the prime documentary where um it's focused on the vanity fair article and the vanity fair reporter um when she went to his house um, he showed her the wall of divines, I think is what he called mm-hmm. it. And there's Jesus and there's Buddha. And then there's some Hindu gods in there too. Um, these are three conflicting ideologies. Right, right. This is, this is basically forgetting Sarah Marshall, yes. Russell Brand. Russell, these are the Russell Brand tattoos. tattoos yes. <laughs> like, yeah, like it doesn't make you, uh, how'd you put it? A child of the world. It makes you full of shit. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So if, which is really funny, like if they had just watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think maybe they would have taken that into heart, but whatever. Um, so. Uh, citizen of the world. Citizen of the world. Thank you. The doesn't child, make you a citizen of the world. Of, yes. It makes you full of shit. Right. Yes. Um, so yes, they're cherry picking basically whatever sounds good to them or. Um, what and, and it all comes back to the fact that what you were looking for was your twin flame. And right. the only per- person who could tell you who your twin flame people, the only ones who can divine twin flames the are only, Jeff and Shalia. Right. You're not going to know who your twin flame is. They're going to have to tell you who you're. They're going to sh- have to, quote, channel and discover it. But usually when you came in here, a lot of people had an issue with they already had what they thought was their twin flame. Right. And the first thing Jeff had them do was hyper-aggressively continue that, that relationship. Right. Whether it's good or bad. Right. In a sense... Can I 
encouraging people to stalk their exes or this person that they that people felt that they have a connection with mm. that um, do, they do not reciprocate. Do that. whatever he would be like. Do whatever it takes. Send him nudes. Right. He was like, j- jump their bones, have sex with them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very, very much of a, a kind of a douche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you very know? chauvinistic. Well, I mean, not only that, like, this is a dude who would like, he is the guy who I feel would like drop Molly into a girl's drink at a fucking bar. Yes. He's the guy who would roofie. Speaking of Molly, um, there is so, um, in the documentaries, we kind of time jump a lot between their older episodes and their newer episodes. And there is a very distinct difference in Jeff's appearance. Mm-hmm. You think Jeff is on a, um, I, I think Jeff is, is I think As early in, on he was on meth and later on he's on cocaine. Right. So, <laughs> so at the beginning, Jeff is very skinny. Mm-hmm. He has very dark circles under his eyes. He is speaking, he has very pressured speech and is speaking um, very emphatically. And his eyes, like, I'm going to post this. I'm, I think I'm going to make this the, um, the, the profile picture, basically, of um, this episode is a, this still from one of the documentaries of his eyes. They are so fucking huge. And it's not just for emphasis. Like, that's just how his eyes are mm-hmm. in the few clips that we see of their early videos. And then he and he transitions from having from being really thin and having short hair to being a little bit less thin and having long hair and a Jesus beard. Yeah, he basically he, mimics Jesus. Yes, the the white version of Jesus. But just him and him, like above the abuse that he uh, puts toward toward women. Mm-hmm. Um, just when you hear him talk. It's just such a, he's just such an asshole. Right. Like, he really is. Like, I don't know why you would even want to watch this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, in a one-on-one session, he's going to bully you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of his techniques is, and right. you talked about time. He's going to make you sit there. And they talk about this time and time again, how he wouldn't let you out until you agreed to whatever he wanted you to agree right. to. And he's not afraid of awkward silences. Because no. he will just stare at you and wait for you to answer. Mm-hmm. Which is another technique, right? Um, and yeah, pe- and, people. And this this me- community of women is like some people would say like, why don't you just like leave the chat or shut your laptop or whatever? Like these are women I think that are so are have been conditioned to be such people pleasers and are so nice that and are also so desperate to be to stay part of the group that they wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. That they would just go along with it or say whatever they needed to say to stay in this community. And the first one they talk about to um, lesbian women um, who had been married and decided later on in life that they were lesbians mm-hmm. um, and reconnected and started their lives together. And I think they that some of what helped them was the Twin Flames universe. Right. But well, they they were making their income off of the Twin Flames universe, and I think they ended up becoming the first like spokespeople for and yes coaches and that's how they started making income yeah they were the the star couple right for tfu right the, the first star couple and the, and in the other documentary the netflix one you see actually a uh, a male female um a couple of male female ones mm-hmm. and you see this them needing these to work out 
because so many people, I think, their relationships are failing. Right. And you see a lot of you see people going to jail for stalking. Yes. And if you're a man who put a woman in jail for stalking, that has got to be intense. You are. I, I believe the 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 blonde woman who was, and she had multiple degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Burning Man. Yes. She was with a man, right? That, that, this it gets very confusing because yes. there's a lot of pronouns in this. There's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of trans things going on in here, and so it's not always clear to mm-hmm. me all the time who is like. Yes, she is a cis woman. Okay. Who was who is who was obsessed with this guy? So a, who was not part of TFU? Who was his cis a cis male? Okay. Yes. So if you're a cis male, for you to like to for you to put a restraining order against a woman. It is, I think, a lot because it's different for men and women. To me, like a woman, if if a woman gets gets beat up by a man, physically abused, mm-hmm. that's a to me should be an automatic restraining order, right? Oh yeah. Like you, like the woman should walk out and go do that. Absolutely. Um, uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen. No. But there's very few times that I know of men getting beat up by women. Mm-hmm. I, I know of a few. Okay. It does happen. I'm not saying it yeah, can't happen. Of course it happens, yeah. But I'm saying that, like, for the most part, most men are able to take care of themselves. And there is, I know in our southern culture, there would be almost a, um, it, it would look very bad for a man to. It would be humiliating. It would be humiliating, mm-hmm. yeah. So, for that to happen. You know some shit was going had down. to be crazy. Shit was going down, Yeah. yeah. Um, not that she's crazy. I don't know. No, I don't think she's crazy. I think she but was just I, desperate, and she was honestly coerced by Jeff to do a lot of it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think there was a lot of coer- coercion there. Uh, but I also think that now, now hearing the interviews with the women and stuff like that, um, it feels to me like there's always something a little off about it. I think there's a lot of details that aren't are left out as far as like why you know this girl went to jail for stalking. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear her side of the story. We don't get to hear his, his side, side of the, the story. story. And I think that her side of the story does leave some gaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she will actually said in one of the things that we were researching, she even said, I don't really know what happened while I was during my time that I was in the uh, TFU. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. Yeah, she. it's very hazy for her Like when, when she got arrested while she was in jail. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she was, I think maybe she was having um, definitely, she always, obviously in distress. I think she may have been having panic attacks or disassociating or something to try and cope. You also have with this um, a big running theme through both of these is the, the fact that when people go into this universe, they're cutting ties with their family. Yes, that is number four for evidence of a cult. Absolutely, is cutting ties with your family, being coerced, being encouraged to cut ties with now, your family, and anyone who doesn't support you in your current journey, or support the, the or support the group, the group. I don't remember there being a lot said about the coercion to cut ties with family. Mm-hmm. A little bit in one of them, mm-hmm. not so much in the other one. In what they call MAP, mm-hmm. uh, mind altering. Maps is a yeah it's it's a higher level a higher level of the mirror exercise basically and that one is very disturbing to me because you have a lieutenant colonel from the military mm-hmm. leading it right a, a a a woman who was a lieutenant colonel in the military which is 
scary to me because lieutenant colonels do wield some power in the U.S. Army. Mm -hmm. This was not a dumb person. Right. But But she claims that her PTSD was healed by Jeff through this map exercise, these map sessions. That's just – that – that's scary to me that we have people in our U.S. military that could fall for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That that's that's my more, you know, if it's a if it's a dumb, this is horrible. Um, if you're if you're a whiskey tango and you're living in a trailer in like <laughs> fucking Tennessee and you fall for this, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if you were a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. military, I expect more of you. Right, and the fact that she was okay with. Them trying not, to trying to heal PTSD. Trying to heal PTSD and yeah, and not paying people. Mm-hmm. And she was in charge of all these departments. No, no, two different people. Oh, okay. But so anyway, but yeah, but she was but she was fine with with people under her not getting paid. The lieutenant colonel? Yes. I think you're still on two different no, people. No, 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 no. Okay. She said okay. uh Jeff, there's there's this there's this clip of them having a meeting, a, a video call. And Jeff is asked her straight up, like, how many of um, okay. your coach or not coaches, but how many of the the people in these departments are paid? And she said none, like point blank none. So the fact that she's okay with that, mm-hmm. like, that's another issue yes. that I have. With. Also, he they do have people who come and live with them for intense training and basically are their house servants. Right, forced labor again. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, do you want to move on to all of the excerpts that we copied and pasted from uh, the articles? From the article. Or do you want me to talk about what I think is really going on with Jeff? Um, all right, let's um, – uh, I, I got one okay. for you. Okay, so did we did we really answer this question? Is uh, Shalia a victim or is she complicit? Mm. I think she is complicit. Did you initially believe that? No. Okay. I thought that she was a victim. Mm-hmm. I thought she was being controlled by Jeff. Absolutely. Um, but that was when I watched the prime one. The prime where one. Where she and didn't it, talk and, and hardly the, at all. Into the prime one. And that's when I wrote this question. They mm-hmm. kind of made a little note about how she was the she was the spiritual leader. Right. And so it got me thinking, is she complicit or is she just victim one? Right. Yeah, but in the Netflix documentary... They're showing her being more vocal. They're showing more clips of her, like, taking the reins and actually having a leadership role. Mm -hmm. Um, And not leading the sessions, but co-leading in the sessions. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think she is complicit. Um, I I don't know if she's as delusional as Jeff. I don't know if she truly believes what Jeff is claiming that they are. Um, But... It's possible that she does because she was she was totally into like the whole what my sister calls like witchy woo woo um, spiritual. Yeah, she has those two huge crystals that she's yeah, that, literally like she's already figured out one is masculine and one is feminine. That she what that what she communes with every day, mm-hmm. and she she'll meditate in between them, and they'll send her messages from God, is what she's saying. So, I'm. I am of the mindset that yeah, she probably is. Com- she is complicit, and she probably absolutely one hundred percent believes everything that they're doing is real mm-hmm. and everything that they've said about themselves and all their claims that they're making it, they're real. Okay. So as being complicit in this, do you think that she is, and they, they actually talked about this in the other documentary. Do you think she's okay with the material that they're now getting? 
Whereas before, like like a st- truly spiritual person should not care about material goods. Right. Um, say what you will about the Catholic religion. The priests themselves don't live extravagantly. Mm-hmm. They don't get a huge salary. They live in the communities that they are, or the, the parishes that they, they work in. And there are for a lot a lot of them aren't especially in like poor neighborhoods they don't they don't have much money mm-hmm. so they're not the uh, they're not rich right you want to look at the the mega churches but if that. you look at a mega church yeah those these, those mega Baptist churches those mm-hmm. I think it's really yeah the the mega New Age churches whatever um, but yeah those those churches that are like acres and acres wide who house like three thousand people per sermon yeah i know of a man who is a a pastor preacher what i, I don't know his religion mm-hmm. i know who he is i've met him i'm gonna try not to get too into detail on this okay um he drives a porsche okay and he has he's um preacher of a mega church no he's local he's local oh the fuck does he have family money nope oh Okay. So his thinking is, I preach to a lot of young black men, and and he is a black preacher, mm-hmm. but the church is not all black. It is a a, a uh, multi. It is it's just church. It's just church. <laughs> um, but he's like, I want them to show that they show them what they can achieve. So by me driving this Porsche, I'm showing them, hey, you can get to this level. So how do you think he affords the porch? I know one of the guys who actually is a um, it's in that church and gives a lot, like six figures a lot. A lot of tithes. A lot of tithes. Okay. Six to upper, over over the halfway point of six. Okay? Wow. He just believes in it. Okay. And to the point where... I know that they that like he will he pays for stuff for the preacher for them to do together activities. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The guy's not poor, right? He has a lot of money, and he's feeding it into this church. Mm-hmm. So that man is he doing this for spirituality or is he doing it for monetary? And once you start getting monetary, does it make you if you are really a spiritual person like Shalia? Does the monetary part of it make you feel like you're not doing as good? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See where I'm going with that? Yes. So for me personally, when you are a, quote, servant of God, mm-hmm. and you are making, you have extravagant wealth because you are making it off of your congregation, I think that is hypocritical. If you live better than half of your congregation, if you build better than then ninety five percent of your congregation, right? Then, and you're still asking for them to tithe and for them to donate. No, mm-hmm. I think that's just I think that's morally just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what Jeff says has said, uh, showing off his wealth and stuff, is that this is this is um, not divine, but this is like divinely provided. Like he is meant, they are meant to have all this wealth because he is the second coming of Christ. Right. But yet when you hear him and they have clips of him talking to his 
uh, coaches and stuff like that. And he's like, you will not fuck with me. You will not, like, take my money. This is my money. Mm -hmm. This is an asshole CEO. Right. Who is greedy. This is a bad CEO. This is a bad... Like, in in corporate America, this would be a bad CEO. Mm -hmm. This This is a money-hungering, fear-monger, kind of megalomaniac. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... The way he talks to people... It brings up to me a thing which is why there aren't more men in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because men do not tolerate this bullshit. They don't tolerate that little man's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, men are raised differently from women. Mm-hmm. Cis men and cis women are, are I don't want to say they're different, but they are pretty different. Um, they're raised pretty differently uh, in what I consider a patriarchal, patriarchal society. Um, well, you, I don't think you would see any male in the at the the forty year old age group or older looking into this kind of stuff. Right. I think you might find some younger men doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were there were youngish men. Yeah. Um, uh, there are um, younger men. Um, but I don't think you're going to find older men like really. This is not the group for us. Mm-hmm. We are, and especially in the culture that I live in. Right. This is this will not speak to any this, man. Yeah, this is not something that you're going to fall for because it's total bull. You see it as total bullshit, and you're not going to take shit from a late twenty something year old. Yeah, he's a little bitch to me. Yeah, he's in his late twenties. Shalia is in her early thirties. Right. I, I mean, yeah. He's a he's basically what you don't even punch. You open hand slap that man. That's how <laughs> uh, how little respect you have for that little bitch. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get hate mail. Probably. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Um, so, uh, on that note, do you have any other quotes you want to talk about right now, or can I talk about Jeff? Go. Okay. All right. So, I think Jeff. There is a reason for Jeff's behavior, and the things that he says, and the things that he does, and the things that he's that he claims. Mm-hmm. And I think it is because he is bipolar. Okay. Whether undiagnosed or whether he does know it or whatever. Um, I think he is an unmedicated bipolar, and he is suffering from bipolar mania. Uh, I have nine different, uh, not I guess, clues or um, signs of this. Okay. Number one, unequivocally, unequivocally, and these are things that I did when I was um, when I was manic, is claiming divinity or a divine purpose. Mm-hmm. So as a bipolar person, claiming to be the second coming of Christ is very common. I thought I was. There's an entire thread on Reddit in the, uh, in the bipolar Reddit community that is dedicated to stories of people claiming that they were divine when they were manic. It's, it it uh, transcends religions. People think that they're the Buddha, that they're... Um, Muhammad. Muhammad, that they are yeah. Yanni. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a big red flag for me. Number two is oversharing on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I would post daily, multiple times, videos of crazy shit that I was saying. Just videos of me, like like the phones, like right yeah, up my I've, face, I've and just them. talking. Yes, you've seen them. So yeah, um, just saying the most ridiculous shit and thinking that it was like profound. Profound. Yes. Thank you. Um. Not profound, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, number three. What? Go ahead. It's just one of the things when you like, you say that, 
and like look at the women when they're looking at back at their old videos. Mm-hmm. You could see the embarrassment of of what they were looking at, like during the documentaries. Mm-hmm. You see, sometimes they're watching a, a YouTube video of their or a video of their yeah, counseling session, and they're cringing because what they let this man get away with right. and let let like this the whole situation happen. Right. Yeah. And the the whole thing about oversharing on social media, I think, is like you're just you're gravitating for attention. Mm-hmm. You want everybody to know that that you are this important person. You have important things to say. Um, uh, three, inflated sense of self-importance. Like thinking you're Jesus. Thinking you're Jesus, yes. Uh, four, pressured speech. He does that a lot. There's a lot of gaslighting by Jeff, and there's a lot of abuse, abusive language mm-hmm. that he pushes. And, and he speaks very quickly. And that is... And that goes back to why I don't think they get many men. Like, mm-hmm. men aren't going to put up with that shit. Right. Not We're, from a baby. Not from a fucking baby. Yeah. Like, like if you talk to me like that, I would fucking slap you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, not you. <laughs> no, I know. I know. You. If a man speaks if so- to me, if that little bitch talk, spoke to me like that, right. I would slap him. Right. Um, okay, number five, mood swings. Mm-hmm. We see Jeff in the videos go from super nice to... Super fucking hard and harsh and really fucking mean. Think of Tom Cruise jumping on the couch. Yes, that kind of, that kind of like crazy energy burst going from perfectly okay and super cheerful to rage bombing. Mm-hmm. And th- there are sometimes it's mean and sometimes it's just over like, just uh, crazy mocking. Yeah, yeah, a lot of mocking by lot, this guy. A lot of mocking. Um, uh, six. Having brilliant, quote, brilliant business ideas and delusions of grandeur, mm-hmm. as in his early his early works of him always wanting to have, like, the next big business thing, and right. then, you know, having these delusions of grandeur, claiming he has healing powers. Um, number seven, cutting people off who don't support delusions. Yes, yes. If you are, when you get cut off from the group, and this is, I guess, why the, the group kind of stays together, because you, you love the group, but if you piss off leadership and they, they say this person is ostracized, mm-hmm. then it's like your entire, everything you had is gone. Now, I'm talking specifically about Jeff himself and his personal life. Okay. He, oh, oh, you talking about his friends and family? Yes. Oh, he cut himself off from his friends and family yeah, because they yeah. did not support him or believe in his delusions. There's a guy in the first one. Yes, his friend. His, his friend, childhood friend. His quote-unquote childhood friend. I'm, I'm going to say quote-unquote. Okay. Because I have a theory, mm-hmm. which is I think... I think Jeff is bisexual, mm-hmm. and I think Jeff and this guy might have had a, a sexual relationship to mm-hmm. some extent. Some sort of encounter as children, something yeah. like that. Like, um, and this guy, I, I, I feel he just has that energy that he, he may be gay, he may not be. I, I just, I feel like he's gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they ever say it or not. No, he doesn't say it. Okay. No. But like, and it's, it's literally because of this. His loyalty to Jeff is unnecessary, and it's right. over the top. Like, that is love. Yeah. Yeah. So. He thinks Jeff is his twin flame. (laughs) Oh, don't say that. All right. um, Let's see. Uh, Number eight, having a spiritual awakening, feeling a connection with God, Mm -hmm. claiming to hear messages from God. I still don't think he does it, though. You still don't think he, what? Uh, Yeah, I don't think he has a spiritual awakening. No. Like, none of this is real. I, I don't. I don't even think he thinks he's had a spiritual awakening. You think it's all lies? You, I, think, he, I you think, think I think this one is a lie. Yeah, okay. the rest of them I see, and I got, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think number eight, 
There is no spiritual awakening in this man. You think it's a scam? I think he is a hundred percent scammer. Okay. Uh, number nine, my last one is claiming empath abilities. That's where you think you know what the other person is thinking, what the mm-hmm. other person is feeling just by reading their body language mm-hmm. or thinking that you can feel their energy pass from you, pass from them to you. Um, that was that was a big thing with me when I was manic. I will say I think he's read books and has looked at how to read people, especially during Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. He's good at it. He's probably read how to like how to make friends and influence people or how to win over friends and Yeah, there's there's certain books you can read that will how to influence people, will, something like will that. Will make you and, and I, I saw a TikTok the other day. It's like doing these three books will make you ex- extremely successful. He's like, but warning, this was how I found out my wife was cheating on me. And it was like he was able to like see her like movements and understand like her body language. Interesting. Um but yeah, I agree with all of them. I don't think he's spiritual, though. Okay. I, th- I think there's zero spirituality in this man. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I just think, yeah, I really do think that he's bipolar and he's suffering from mania. Um, and I think there's some drugs mixed in with that and um, just a lot of, a lot of delusions that he is now taking as truth. All right, so do you have more questions written down? I got a few more written down. I have no questions. I have a lot of um, excerpts get, from the articles. Excerpts. I got a question. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about religion. We've mm-hmm. talked about, all right, so one of the things at the end of the Prime um, documentary, uh, they were talking about this. With organized religion on the decline, mm-hmm. are people more susceptible to spiritual groups with no religious background but just spirituality? So is this, like, something we're going to see more of? Because this isn't really – it's spiritual, but, like, it's no real real organization of religion. In fact, it's cherry-picked religion. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do think people are more susceptible to it because I think – I think, you know – so we're, we're at the heart of it, we're animals, but we have we – have, we have reached this this – higher level of consciousness where we can like reflect on ourselves and then we reflect on the universe and then we ask the ask this this all-knowing question like the the all the question of all questions like what is my purpose Mm -hmm. and i think this goes back to caveman times where we look up at the stars at night and we think about the the infinite of it and then we kind of just make up this idea that there are higher beings that created us. Well, let's go beyond that a little bit. Let's uh, let, let's get a little bit deeper into that. Mm-hmm. Think about it like this. Okay, so you have a community mm-hmm. that like you, you, you're, first off, uh, Twin, Fl- Twin Flames Universe is a community. It's right. a community. Yes, as. Just like any other church, mm-hmm. it's a community. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's a dogma behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't like organized religions now. But they seek this community that's on a different level that thinks spiritually where they think. Right. And what I was going to say is that as humans, we're pack animals. Mm -hmm. We crave community. We crave a sense of belonging. But we have a community. Well, we have the abstract community that, you know, we're all people. But, okay, so, like, 
do we become susceptible to this? Or are we just naturally want a a spiritual, let's say spiritual, but religious spiritual, I'll kind of use them mm-hmm. about the same. We want to feel that high. But here's what I'm saying. We we live in a community. Right. We, we, we literally live in a community. We live in a subdivision. Mm-hmm. We live in a, a town. We live in a state. We live in a U.S. nation. We live in a world. We have layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of community. Mm-hmm. Is this just because we choose this community? How do, many of our neighbors do we actually know? Okay. I understand exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Very few. Yeah. We choose not to get to know that community. Right. We, when you go to a church, it's your choice community mm-hmm. to some extent. Right, and I think a... Does that make that community feel stronger to you? I have a community at work. My mm-hmm. work is a community. Right, my my work is my biggest community, my big my biggest sense of belonging, for mm-hmm. sure, um, is with these women that I work with that I feel a kinship to, absolutely. Um, I think it is such a such a core thing about being human to want to have community and to want to to um to like like connect but you generally have community all around you but not connection it's just i feel like it's it's when you whichever one you choose and i think this is the 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 tfu universe you choose this community Mm-hmm. This community accepts you. Right. So it's kind of like a dual thing in your brain hole. <laughs> it's like you're 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 being chosen by this community, but you're accepting this community. Mm-hmm. Like you you almost feel like this this was divinely meant to be. Mm-hmm. Because there's a community that's reaching out to you, wanting to embrace you. Because it wants to embrace everyone. Because that's part that's the overall community part of it. Mm-hmm. You yourself was looking for a community. You wanted a community. Like, that's why you were looking. And you just found this community. But now we have communities that are online. This is an online community. Right. This isn't a a neighborhood church. And I think this community boomed during COVID. I, I think so. Although a lot of the people who leave this community left before COVID. Okay. We don't have a lot of data. Like, the, the, the documentary stopped. Yeah, um, a couple people left in 2019, others left in 2021. 2020, 21, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about 22, 23. Right. So we don't really know where things are at right now. Mm-hmm. They've kind of gone silent. Well, it, it, everything's still up. The website is still up. Yeah. The Facebook page is still up. The community is there. So. 46,000 strong. I guess my thing is, is like, do we, does this, does does the lack of an organized spiritual... 69,000 strong, excuse 69, me. Yeah. Does the lack of being Catholic or Baptist or something make it more enticing to be trapped into this community? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think people's dislike of organized religion makes them want to find something that's better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... But is this better? <laughs> if we take Jeff and Shalia out of it, then maybe. Um, but then there'd always be somebody to take his place. But like, like just constant love, mm-hmm. is it better? You know, without consequences, mm-hmm. without like accountability, not consequences. Let me co- accountability. Accountability. Constant love, 
it does not mean accountability. And when you are constantly loved and never like told any kind of, hey, you're you're stalking this guy, stop it. Right. Instead of being like, you know what? Love means that you need to just love this guy more. Go to his work mm-hmm. so he knows how much you love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's where it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's where it got dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, someone went to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is... What do they say? There's like 10,000 cults that are active in the United States. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people sense people are desperate for connection. Mm-hmm. They're desperate for their own personal tight-knit community, not just a general, hey, I'm part of a community, like I'm part of my neighborhood, I'm part of my, my work or mm-hmm. the human race or whatever the fuck. Like they want that tight-knit connection with the people that they choose to be with. But that tight-knit connection, does it also happen to get tighter and better? Does it seem better when there's an enemy? Mm, right. Because now there's an enemy. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 the TFU has an enemy. Yeah. Vice, Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. us. <laughs> uh, everyone that's left TFU. Everyone that's left, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are enemies, so yeah, now we have um, something that's called cognitive dissonance. For a lot of, um, for is it cognitive dissonance? Let me look that up. <laughs> oh man, I thought you had that. I, I am was, pretty. I was like, dude, she is about to. She's about to school me. I'm about to school you. Yes. I was so looking forward to that. Um. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I. It is correct. Okay. I wish that had gone so much better. I would have been like, this is, now we have cognitive dissonance and here's what I'm going to tell you. And I know I'm so smart and I don't doubt myself at all. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So now we have cognitive dissonance. There's a cognitive dissonance theory that, and we see this in politics a lot. We've seen it, you know, during the Trump era. We always see it. Um, where if you, if you, when you're just having a discussion with someone who has opposite or different beliefs than you, and you're trying to convince them that what they believe is incorrect, that just that does the opposite of what you want it to do. That just strengthens their their beliefs in what mm-hmm. they think. Like so, if so, now we have probably very dedicated TF, a very dedicated TFU community that is seeing these outside forces and these ex members and the media and us as as the enemy and as wrong. Mm-hmm. Because we are seemingly uh, we're attacking we're seemingly attacking. We don't get it. We're not we smart enough. We don't get it. We haven't yeah. ascended. Yeah, we haven't ascended. Yes, that's the thing. We don't know. We don't have this the divine knowledge that they that they know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's a sense of the other. So, the more, I think, the more people fight it, there's going to be that core group of people that are going to be like, like headstrong never going to back down, I, like loving the TFU community, always going to defend them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yes, I absolutely think there are those people. Do you think that this is something we should regulate or is it survival of the fittest and you're an adult and you're making these decisions and if you want to give all your money to Jeff mm. and be broke, mm-hmm. that's you. Yep. Or should we step in? 
and say, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a cold, buddy. <laughs> Can't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder... I wonder how other developed nations deal with colds. Okay. I wonder if Europe if Europe has has any sort Europe's of legislation. Europe's a continent, not a, a nation. Just, just. European countries, I whatever. Know. I know you know where you're going. Shut up. Um, <laughs> if say the Netherlands has something about colds, or right. um, if there's sort of legislation against. Um, how do you defend against this? How do you defend against it? Because it's such an abstract idea, and beliefs between these groups very wildly um so but i think i think what i think what makes these groups all the same is that they have a spiritual leader that claims to be the second coming of something i wonder if you can kind of use um very i probably shouldn't say this because i don't know enough about it but rico laws uh, which are used a lot to like break up like biker gangs and stuff like that, where you almost see this like in outlaw biker gangs, where if you become a, me- I've heard this on a documentary by the way that I'm not a member of an outlaw bike game, nor have I done that much research. Ooh, do you know what RICO stands for? What? Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. All right. So. That you will have to sign over pretty much all of your property to the the bikers, mm. like to to join some gangs. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, do you use Rico to go after cults? Rico seeks to strengthen the legal tools and evidence gathering by establishing new penal prohibitions and providing enhanced sanctions and new remedies for dealing with the unlawful activities of those engaged in organized crime. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is there is this organized crime? Like, I, I are mean, they, are they? Can are you, you organized and are you committing crime? Right. Are you organized? Yes. They are very organized. You have a hierarchy. He you has, have a board of directors. Are you paying that board of directors? No. There's one crime. Mm-hmm. Are you cool? Are you, are you paying your employees? No. Are you taking money for services that you are not rendering? Mm-hmm. You have this, this abstract, quote, guarantee that you'll find your twin flame mm-hmm. and you will have harmonious twin flame union. Um, but he doesn't say, he doesn't give a time frame. He's very, Jeff is very careful. Mm-hmm. He's not stupid. He guarantees it, but he doesn't say when or how. You know, he, he sued people. Yes, for defamation. For defamation. And, and it was really sad that one woman... To not have to go through this, had to pay $30,000. Yeah, and, and lawyer fees. And, and lawyer fees and yeah. what else. Because she came out and said, like, this is a cult. Right. And you know what? Like, that's that's kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just to not have to have the case, it cost her $30,000. Right. Are we going to get sued? Maybe. <laughs> I'll go through it. I'll, I'll, I'll sue you back. Oh, yeah. That's true. He probably doesn't. He probably but doesn't I don't think they us. countersued. And I think that was right. the problem. I think we would counter Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So in any event, um, you see this also a lot of times with people who are 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 trying to hold on at the end, uh, grasp those last straws. No one can speak out. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So I guess the last. Uh, it, what else you got on this? Um. Let me see. Oh, I want to talk about. 
You want to talk about some of the quotes, and then you want to get into the trans rights that, mm-hmm. that they had? I was going to say, yeah, I want to talk about the LGBTQ plus community, but yeah, let's go through some of these interesting quotes that we took from the Vanity Fair article, mm-hmm. and some of um, direct quotes from Jeff himself. Um, let's see. I'll just start with the first one. So... Uh, and yeah, this will answer our, um, this one might kind of answer our, our whole idea of like sense of community and wanting and longing and wanting that, that, pers- that person, your person, that eternal love, whatever. So uh, from Vanity Fair's article, the idea of twin flames seems ready-made for our current digital existence. Finding love is supposedly easier than ever, than ever but young people are reportedly having less sex and marriage rates are declining in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and other Western co- countries. Dating is an algorithmic pursuit. Articles on Goop and Allure and Elite Daily have framed the idea of twin flames as an antidote. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, t- I totally believe that, like, it, dating is difficult. Dating is harder. I think that online dating has made two facets of, of dating worse. One, it, it allows you to be almost unseen. Like, you don't have consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, behind a keyboard, everyone's a hero. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you have to say that same thing to a man's face, you might get punched. Mm. And I, I think Mike Tyson had a quote about that at some point. Right. The, the philosopher Mike Tyson. <laughs> or was it, is it, is it also similar to like your rights stop at your, your neighbor's nose or something? Your, 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 uh, your right to throw a punch stops it like, the nose of the next person or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mike Tyson had, like, had a thing, like, he had made a quote, like, that was like, hey, you know, everybody's a hero until they have to come out from behind that, you know, until you have to get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. You, you become a lot less of a hero when you could be punched in the face. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's part of it. Like, keyboard culture makes us all think that there's no uh, boundaries. And our clip words that we like to use, like bullying and stuff like that, cyberbullying and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. it, it, it all becomes just clip art. You know, it's not, it's not true. We don't really feel it. We don't really know it. We don't really even understand it. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're still going to do it. Right. Um, and for dating and the community, for women, it's like we've, how, how do you feel about this? Like, do would you, you're married, <laughs> so it's hard for you to say. Let but, me pretend I'm single. Yeah. A guy coming up to you in the wild, mm-hmm. would it be foreign to you? Would it almost be like like a turnoff? I would immediately have my defense ups, my defenses up. Right. More so than you would over the internet? Yes. Because and which one has the better, is more likely to be creepy? <laughs> like, which one has the higher well, level of crippage? I mean, well, the, the internet does because it happens more often on the internet. But you have no, like, uh, there's no background. Like, the, 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 the guy who's going to come up to you in, in real life might have good confidence, might not, might not be the best guy in the world. Mm-hmm. But, like, the creepy creeperton from Creepsville, to me, is going to be lurking on the internet, not coming up to you in real life. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. I, uh... <laughs> Yeah, the idea of a man approaching me in public 
asking for my number, yeah, would be a lot more foreign now. Um, and I might see it as just as very as very brave, as opposed to just like being you know on the computer typing away a comment or saying like, "Hey, you're beautiful," or "Hey, here's a pic of my dick," or yeah. "Hey, can I have your number?" Um, yeah. But are you accepting to that? Would I accept someone coming up to me? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the duality of I this. I would be like, what, why the fuck are you in my space? Right. That would be my first thought is like, why are you talking to me? Like, like it, I don't know you. You don't know me. What do you want? Like, like, I would think he had an ulterior motive. Is the thought of you could like approach a woman at the grocery store and be like, hey, you, you know, you're cute. Here's my number. Uh, would you like to go out sometime? Mm-hmm. Is that gone? It's, I think it's close to being gone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you even go to a bar? <laughs> and hit on a woman anymore. That's the thing. I think bars are bars are hookup places. Bars are where, are where you. So's Tinder. Right. Yeah. Tinder's a hookup place. Bars are a hookup place. That's not where you find your one true love or whatever. But like, okay, so where do you find your one true love? Church? Mm-hmm. A religious group? <laughs> right. Twin flame? Yeah. Uh, eHarmony? Plenty of fish? I don't know. The, the places you have to pay for. Bumble? Bumble, yeah. Yeah, that's where we met. Where the girl can... Where the girl is the first one to make a move, which... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bumble is very funny because you have... On one side, you have... The, I, I guess. I haven't been on Bumble in years. Well, I just think it's funny because, like, men that are on Bumble are constantly swiping right, and mm-hmm. women are constantly swi- swiping left. So the odds are against all of us. So the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> no. <laughs> May the odds always be in your favor. <laughs> um, right. So. But no, like where, uh, I guess you meet him at work. I don't. No, I don't. I have a strict. I, I, I have a strict. I no, a strict no dating policy at work. Yeah. Like you don't eat where you shit. That's, that was always mine. Yeah. But I know so many people who meet at work. Or shit where you eat, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> Both. Yeah. But no, like I, I've always been like, you don't, yeah, but. You don't fraternize. But I know a lot of people who do. Right. And I mean, like the plan I work at has 600 and something people at it, you know. There's some fraternization in there. Mm. Are they all young? No. Okay. Like you, we, we have varying ages, like from people at a, like 20 years old to retiring. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Let's see. Vanity Fair. We really don't tell people, hey, this is your twin flame, Jeff told me. It was one of many occasions where he and Shalia said one thing and seemed to do another. For instance, feel good in your physical body no matter the circumstances, Shalia advised one woman in a Facebook comment thread. Just before, in the same thread, she told a female member that she was a man inside and that her female body was a choice. She had made to hide, she had made, quote, to hide from God because you felt ashamed, unquote. The woman left the group soon after. Okay. Are you you done with the quote? Yes. Okay. This is an excellent time, I think, to get into the trans portion of this. Absolutely. Jeff and Shalia have made a welcoming toxic environment, environment for trans people for trans people mm-hmm. where you i think get welcomed in 
but ultimately they have these really rigid Christian ideas of of masculinity and femininity. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's this. It's this like this. Christian and pagan idea of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Because she read a book. Yeah. Because, she, yeah, probably. I, I, I literally think, like, she, like, this all comes from she, Shalia's, like, she reads a new book and she gets an idea and she just goes with it. Yeah, who knows? She might have read The Chalice and the Blade. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but like, Which does, it talks about that a little bit in there. But, like, they had this issue, I think, where most of their community was female. Yes. Because literally, like, men aren't going to put up with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's hard to... F- I, I wonder if this is, like, part of our, I don't know, reptilian or our medieval brain. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know there's two different things there. Um, <laughs> you follow a leader who is strong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in, in medieval Europe, the reason William the Conqueror conquered... England was he was strong leader. He led from the front. So for men, you have to have a strong leader. You have to have a leader that you don't think is a bitch. Okay. That's why we don't follow a guy like Jeff. Gotcha. For women, I don't know if there's that that thought process. No. Yeah. Well, not for me personally. I can't speak on behalf of all women. But um I'm looking, we're not looking for a strong leader. We're looking for a kind leader. Okay. So we, we want somebody who we can't beat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. So that's, that's the cis men thing is we want a strong leader that we can't, that we can't beat up. Right. Like, uh, like we might be able to beat you up, mm-hmm. but you're not like. But we, you're not going to be, you're not going to cry about it. Yeah. This when, leader when, is not going to cry about when this. When we, gonna when, stand up. when we're all standing in that shield wall mm-hmm. and we get hit. <laughs> Is he going to be there with us in that shield wall? Or is this Leonidas or not? Right. You know? Is this Leonidas? We yeah. Cis men want Leonidas. We to we follow. need. We are going to follow a man who is going to lead. Okay. We don't follow a man who is words and never going to throw that punch or mm-hmm. hold that shield or shove that spear or what. You know that's that medieval thought process. I think of men. Right. Jeff Ian's not beating anybody up. Right. <laughs> so. Um. Okay. So. I don't think there's a lot of men in this community. No, there's not. Statistically, there's not. It's an overwhelmingly, an overwhelming majority of women. Okay. Um, and I think that presents an issue. Yes. An issue that they solved. Of straight cis women. Right. And they started telling people how they weren't, how you were going to be either the divine masculine and the divine feminine, but it no longer mattered what your gender was. Yeah, it no longer mattered what your your biological sex was, um, however you want to say it. Yeah, um, no matter it doesn't matter like what you identify as. Whatever we tell you is what you actually are. Mm-hmm. Was is is how they put it. Right, and that's becomes the I think the worst part of this, mm-hmm. because you're now telling people how they are supposed to feel. Right, and, and like there's time and time again where these. These mothers are saying, you know, um, my child wasn't this gender. Mm-hmm. It's usually going to male. Mm-hmm. My child wasn't a male. Well, yeah, it's the, you can, because as a we woman, need males. You, can, you transition to male. Yeah. Um, right. She said, like, she said something like, "My child never considered themselves to be masculine. Mm-hmm. Like, never." 
even brought up the idea of being trans in any way uh, until she joined, they joined this group. So this is, and I don't remember if it, if I said it or if I heard it when you were reading, we were driving, we listened to one while we, while we were driving, you were, I wasn't watching, you were, I was just listening. This this community becomes a conservative's wet dream when it comes to trans rights. I think one of one of the ex-trans members or one of the uh, was trans it said? reporter okay. said something like that. Okay, because yeah. it feels like it, I didn't come up with that because it's too good. Mm-hmm. But it is. It, it is a wet dream for conservatives because they're, they're almost forcing people to change their gender identity. Well, there's... By saying that there's a divine mat, there is one, only one person can be masculine, only one person can be feminine. They are setting a heteronormative standard, and they also were telling people what they were. Right. Yes. Even though they claim, like explicitly, that they don't do that, there's footage of Jeff saying, "Hey, you're a man." Oh, and and this goes back to the time when somebody didn't want to go by Dan. And right. didn't want to be called Dan. Right. The star couple. Um, I forget her name, but the other one's name was Anne. Um, the, the the star lesbian couple, the first couple that they like latched onto as a success story. Um, he, Jeff was trying to convince Anne to become Dan. Mm-hmm. And Anne was like obviously, like visually, very unreceptive. And he wouldn't let it go. Right. He and was Jeff would gaslighting her. Mm-hmm. He was not he was using interrogation techniques. He was using torture techniques of not letting the person leave. Right. Like, like literally, when you when you hold someone there. Mm-hmm. Hanging on to those awkward silences, staring, waiting. That's an interrogation technique. Right. But a torture technique becomes when you, and the, yes, she could have shut her computer. She could have walked off. Right. But but at that time, I think they were enveloped in the community, and their their entire livelihood their was coming income, off. Yes, yeah, their income was coming off mm-hmm. this. So there, the Jeff is holding their life in his so hands. They're trapped. Yeah, they're trapped. So this is this is just as an this is as much as an uh, abusive relationship as like if you are a mom who is getting punched in the face by her husband, but you can't afford to leave. Right. Yeah, that's a fair analogy. Fair comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Um, so there's, let's see, there's another quote from Vanity Fair about LGBTQ+. Plus. Um, it starts, but in the end, the community's LGBTQ plus acceptance was superficial. They believe Jeff picks up on people who threaten him as a way to test his power. Jeff and Shalia dispute both these claims and reject the idea that they coerce people to change their gender. Jeff admits, however, that the videos with Anne make him look bad. I'm sure if, he says, I'm sure if that's all I, all I saw, I might even agree with you and say, wow, what a jerk, what a controlling psychopath. But that's not the reality. End quote. In fact, perhaps, quote, this is what Anne needed me to say to her in order for her to be set free. End quote. He texted me later that night. She needed me to become so vulnerable that she could ruin my life and reputation forever and hold the keys in her hand to that slaughter. Why did I allow it? Because I am a humble servant of God. Mm-hmm. So. Where, I don't even know how to unpack all of that. Yeah. 
Like, like, <laughs> like you, when you do get called out, you fail back on I'm a humble servant of God. You haven't mm-hmm. been a humble servant of God for years, motherfucker. You're not, hum- you're not humble at yeah. all. You're well, flaunting your wealth. You're abusing I don't think your, you understand what the word fucking humble means. Right. You are abusing your, your members, mm-hmm. um, your congregation, because he has now established a church. A church. I don't know if he started if they started building it yet, but they, they found they, land for it. They literally talked about like there was a meetup that wasn't even supposed to involve them, and they were like, "Oh, that's a great idea," and they started like hijacking that shit. Right, that's what started the uh, uh, the the, the, the get togethers, like yeah. the, the three big get togethers. Um, I think one in like twenty seventeen, then twenty nineteen, then twenty twenty one, and now there's this idea of starting an actual church, mm-hmm. and 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 starting an intentional what I call an intentional community, but what everybody knows is a commune. Right. Around that church, everybody... And they're talking about, like, people coming in and having children. Yes, people coming in and having what they call the golden children. This is sounding more and more culty. This is... This is the definition of a cult. Mm -hmm. Now you're getting... Now you're getting land. You're... This is how... This is the next level of control Mm -hmm. that Jeff wants over this... Over this community. Do you feel... That Jeff, as a person, because I, I, Jeff, Jeff's the cult leader at this point. Mm-hmm. Do you think he started out wanting to be a cult leader, or is this just like he's like, wow, like every step I haven't been stopped, so I'm just going to keep escalating. He doesn't know how to stop. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it was his intention to start a cult. Um, I don't know if he's just. Like, he's on a, a fucking run of amazing luck. I don't know if it's just snowballing out of control. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, he has he has set, like, intentional... He's made intentional steps. Um, he has, you know... He has made... He, he made the church. He set his business as... Classified as a church, as right. a religious organization. And is wanting to build the church, to build a literal church, and build a literal community around the church, um, and wanting to and wanting to, in a sense, control people's procreation. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the the latest thing. Yeah, it's the latest thing. Is um, he asked for um, the the people in the the couples that are part of TFU. To submit their monthly um, Income. incomes, and if, they're o- yeah, yeah. and if they're over ten thousand dollars, he then gives permission for them to start to, fishy to to start trying to have a baby. Yeah, fishy shit there. Yeah, um, and saying that your child is going to be this divine golden child, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm, yeah, there's this. That is really fucking scary. Um, there's got to be, like, it's, it's, it's very hard. Like, this, stuff like this should be illegal. But we have to have freedom. But we have to have freedom. We have to have freedom to create our, our own communities and create our own organizations. And make our own mistakes. Right. Like, our government shouldn't, like, just... Be our parents. We don't. We don't need to live as as humans. Mm-hmm. We don't. If when we fuck up, there has to be a consequence to yeah. it. 
Because there are intentional communities that are that are actually neutral, if not good. Yeah. Um, I've been to one. It's called the Dancing Rabbit Eco Village in uh, northeastern Missouri, where people have come together, and it's basically like it's not a hippie commune, but it's, it is very hippie. It's a community of people living intentionally, li- w- trying to live one with the earth, um, building homes out of you know straw and clay and having solar-powered ovens and yeah, stuff like that. all beautiful things. Yes. But, like, when that doesn't happen, and a guy like this is a, a, a snake oil salesman, and you get taken advantage of. Right. Like, do, did you learn a lesson? Mm. Is this just a life lesson? Like, when do we... I don't want Big Brother to have so much control over me that, like, if I get taken advantage of, mm-hmm. then I'm like, get them. Or I never got that lesson. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you, you lose a lot of stuff there too. I know it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that you can't, that you, there's, there's no law that says like, Oh, you can't start a cult. Right. <laughs> Cause I, I, and in this case, it probably wasn't their intention to start like a full on, like heavy controlling cult. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it wasn't their intention. But like, what is a cult? You know, what, what, yeah, what, it's very hard to define like what a cult is. Yeah. Like you look at Waco. Um, was that a cult or was that just a bunch of families living together? But he was fucking every everybody's wife. You're adults. Mm-hmm. You're adults. The men acquiesced to it. That's right. So. Uh, and, and we say that only like 20 years after and neither one of us really. Like even at the time, I was like, ah, oh, fucking they, look at these crazy sons of bitches. You, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even known it. Right. I didn't know about Waco. Yeah. This um, wasn't like you, you didn't see it live. I did. Right. And mind you, that was a horrible, horrible thing and a terrible, terrible tragedy for those women and children to die. Right. Um, but what was it? You know, w- was the ATF and the, the, the federal government just overstepping their bounds, mm-hmm. as, like, libertarians would say? Hmm. Right. It was a, a lot of... A, it, could, it, it could be argued that it was a lot of an overuse of force. Um, I mean, why, why was the... Why did we have this standoff? Why did the government go in? Right. What were they wanting to find? Guns? Guns? Were they trying to overthrow the government? Mm-hmm. If you had done nothing, do you think that the, the, the Waco compound was going to overthrow the government? Mm-hmm. This little group in the middle of Texas? Yeah, they're like in the middle of fucking nowhere, just not bothering anybody. Selling guns at weird places. They're weird people. Yeah, definitely weird, but it's not illegal to be weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Granted, it was totally a cult and... Totally, but uh, <laughs> but it's not like they were hurting. Uh, yeah, I know, like the children who are born hurting? into cults are weird, and there's a, there's there's this whole like line of do we are we allowing our are we allowing our government to like dictate all of this shit or what? Like, mm-hmm. what, what what do we want? What do we want? Yeah, because honestly, like, I don't really want my government telling me everything to fucking do. Mm-hmm. I understand that there's going to be weirdos like this. But we all got to live together. Mm-hmm. So I like the term control group. Probably a little bit more than a cult. Okay. Cult is very abstract. Control group, a high control group is exactly what it sounds like, is a group of people being controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, like the U.S. Army? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. Army's a fucking cult. They sleep deprive you. They 
feed you big fat spaghetti dinners and then force you to climb up, run up a mountain and barf out your guts. Oh, you <laughs> did watch that. I did watch Band of Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The military does culty shit. For okay, sure. anyway. Has uh, culty uh, tactics. I'm and not, I, we're not going to get off topic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's what we're dealing with is, is feelings mm-hmm. and abstract ideas. That is very hard to, to find. Like, you have to find solid illegal activity, which there is some there. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is forced labor. Mm-hmm. There is, um, I mean, like, there is, there is, cer- there is tax evasion. Uh, like it's a lot like, okay. I think you might get tax evasion. Forced labor is, God, like if I give you, right. They're not forced. They're not. If I, if I say, if I say, I'm going to give you a private counseling session for one hour mm-hmm. and that, and you know, for that, you're going to be this every week. I'm going to give you an hour of counseling session and you're going to be my chief financial officer. Mm-hmm. And y'all agree upon that. Right. Two adults who agreed upon something. Mm-hmm. Is it forced? Does he have it in writing? Do, do they have it in writing? Mm-hmm. Like, is it a job? Mm-hmm. Did you sign a W-2? Mm-hmm. Right. Or are you volunteering? Right. So, a lot of things. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's <laughs> fucked. Like, it I'm is like, really fucked. It is a huge, fat, fucking gray area. All right, I think the um, I, I, we're, we're probably getting pretty close to button up. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, you want to talk about the trans rights and the like trying to force people into masculine and feminine? Yes, yes. I, I feel like you you need to lead this one because I'm mm-hmm. not going to be good at it. Right. So the I believe that the Twin Flames universe is a toxic and dangerous environment for trans people. Because for, and really for the whole LGBTQ plus community. Um, yeah, I feel like that one is, is also because they're taking a lot of, I have no other word to say this, but butch lesbians. Okay. And like, I'm sorry. I, have it's, no, it's, I, I don't have, I don't have the words. It's fine. Go ahead. But making them trans men. Mm-hmm. Right. When, in fact, they are lesbians. Yeah, they're, they're just butch lesbians. Right. Um, so, yes, there is this forced idea of, of trying to make each couple as heteronormative as possible. And that is dangerous and damaging. Mm-hmm. Because the whole, like, what makes the trans community so great is that they are never going to force you. No one's ever going to tell you that, no, you're actually a man. No, you're actually a woman. They just want you to be yourself. Mm-hmm. To, to, to discover on your own terms, like, for yourself, what that means for you. Not telling you what you are. And that can change. And telling you that it's, that it's God's will right. that you are now the divine masculine or the divine feminine in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And we know of... Two, and and Jeff and Shalia will deny this, um, but we know of two women who I believe have been coerced into thinking that they are trans men who have gone through top surgery and okay. have, have had I'll, a double mastectomy. Oh, we got all the way to the surgery. 
Yes. Because there were others who were like left beforehand. Right. They were they were literally talking about this and one woman was like, Yeah, one one week I was divine feminine and two and a half weeks later I was divine masculine. Right. They convinced me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was convinced. That is coercion. That is not true. That's that's not love. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not true um, counseling. That is trying. That is control. Mm-hmm. That's trying to control someone's behavior. And when you have someone who had a double mastectomy and um, went through tops and stuff like that, and they didn't really want to, that really hurts the trans community, mm-hmm. and it gives fuel to the fire of this literal conservative community that says that we shouldn't have tops. Yeah, that ha- that believes that trans people aren't real or shouldn't exist. Or they're confused. Right. Or that, yeah, that like it's it's just a phase or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Um, so yeah, it is, it's, it's really an insult to the trans community. That's, that's how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Like it was insulting these, a lot of people who have lived their lives and fought very hard mm-hmm. and endured yeah. a lot. And you're, these people are not respecting that. They're right. not, they're not, yeah. I believe, I believe we saw one trans man who I think was truly trans. Mm-hmm. And I think they grabbed those too. Yeah. Um, but I think there was one specific couple that was, that was made up of a trans man and a trans woman. And I think you said this, you, you, I believe the trans woman, um, what was already transitioning by the time she joined that group, but the mm-hmm. trans man wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the ones that had top surgery. Right. Um, so, yes, this is very damaging. This is dangerous. This is insulting. And it's... It, it doesn't it's even ab- make sense with what they say to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. I think the overall community underneath is, would, like, embrace the trans community. Right. I think what happens is, is when the, when the power starts to wane at the mm-hmm. top... And they have to, like, establish that they are still divine, that they're still talking to God, mm-hmm. that they need to have couples. Right. Heter- as heteronormative as possible couples. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's Again, this is just weirdly grabbing shit. Mm-hmm. This is a weird cacophony of contradictory belief systems and... It's it's almost like how do you feel about this as this being your people? These aren't my people. These ain't my, my, my generation. Right? Yeah. This yeah. is your people. Yeah. This is like like you know not even that much different from age from you. No. No. Yeah. These are my people. Um, are these, you embarrassed by this shit? Are you like how do how do other people fall for this bullshit? I no. I totally understand why. Okay. I asked you a question earlier today, and I think I think. This is a good place to end it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think we all know that, like, from our, from if you if you're a listener, if you're a dedicated listener, thank you, thank you. I wouldn't fall for this. This isn't me, right? But I asked you, and I I I I asked you before we even brought this up. Would you have fallen for it during your mania? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, I would have. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean that everybody is everybody in this community is suffering from mania or some weird um, mental illness, delusion, whatever. I just think like I would have fallen for it even outside of my mania as an insecure single woman. And that feels that feels really harsh to say. But that I think that is who. I think that is who. Jeff and um, Shalia are preying on is insecure, lonely, desperate people. So. Okay, so you, do you feel like, yes, they are, they, that, that is 100% true. Mm-hmm. Like insecure, desperate people are, are their, their, Hallmark. Um, when you look at like how you felt during your like mania, would that love bombing just like have been like a draw to you? Absolutely. Because I already thought I was going through a spiritual awakening. And if I had found this group during my mania, I would have taken it as a sign that I needed to join this group and I needed to be. invested in it because I was, because my brain was on fire Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was so far into the, the delusions, the belief that I was having this intense spiritual awakening. And I would have taken all of this, all of, I would have taken the algorithm sending me down this very specific path as a sign from God instead of what it was, which is just a Google search. Yeah. Bringing back relative information. Okay. Oh, man, that's so crazy. It is. It, 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 it's really crazy how, like, and I, I loved you to death, but, like, how close you could have come to going down this path. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we wouldn't have been twin flames. Mm-mm. Like, no. <laughs> like, literally, like, okay, before you met me, the guy you went out with before me was, I, I'll never say, I don't even know the guy's name. He was racist, right? Oh, the guy right before you. Yes. I would call him a Nazi. Yes. Okay. Would, if you'd have been Mm. in Twin Flames Mm -hmm. during that time, would you have thought that was your, if they'd have told you. They would have told me that 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 guy was my Twin Flame. And you would have been like chasing a fucking Nazi? We would have gotten married. Because he was. Does that, are you, is your mind being blown right now? Mm -hmm. I think, I think he would have. I don't know if he would have, he wouldn't have fallen for it. He wouldn't have like drank the Kool-Aid or anything. No, but he would have allowed he, you to. He Yes, he would have supported it because it directly gave benefited him. Gave him control. Yes, gave him control, directly benefited him. Because then I would have been totally dedicated to this abusive, sick motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he would have been divine masculine and you would have been divine feminine. Right. So they would have told you to be subservient to him. Mm-hmm. To give him sex every day. Y'all would have been a fucking couple. Mm-hmm. You do realize that. We would have been the, one of the star couples, yeah. yeah. And, like, if I had never come down from the mania, I would have been probably a huge part. I would have taken like a Like, your hu- eyes are huge... so wide right now. I think yeah. You're, I think you're, like, your neurons are fi- firing. I, it's, I'm coming, it's like a, it's a fear almost. Like, I'm coming to the realization of just how... Close you are? Vulnerable I was at that point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's horrifying. 
Um, and the fact that there are so many people like that are, me, in that that. are like yeah. me. Yes. Um, yeah, not necessarily suffering from exactly the same thing that I was, but... Everyone has their own story. But vulnerable. Whatever, why, whatever reason that person is vulnerable, and they get, like, sucked into this shit. Mm-hmm. Because they they feel like either it's it's divine it's been divinely sent, or or you're taking it as a spiritual sign, whatever, or you just feel like you need this. Let me ask you this: like I I am not I'm not the best at empathizing with this mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't it's not my brain. Okay. A lot of people are like this. Like I, I try my best with you. And luckily, we are at a point where you are very well medicated and all this other stuff. But men out there who see this, how do we help a woman like you? Mm. How how could I have helped you? You know, how can I stop a guy like Jeff other than punching him in the face? (laughs) (laughs) Like... Are you trying? I guess I'm trying to act like, uh, look, I'm a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, that was. Yeah, you're you are a good guy. That was late. (laughs) It was late. Yes, baby. But like, Um, as as any good guy out there, like any any guy who, I I don't know, not friend zone, but not like, doesn't. I don't want to see harm come to women. Mm -hmm. How do we help women who are bipolar? Who are in these kind of situations? Because you would have totally like it, it. It breaks my heart that you would have been. You could have so easily been sucked into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it breaks my heart, mm-hmm. and like it almost makes me feel like, am I a bad person for knowing that I could like put you into a situation like this? That you could. Yeah, if I was if I was a horrible person. Okay. I could pull your meds off of you, and I could like help run you into mania. And you be completely dedicated to only me. Right. Like, is that beyond the realm of possibility? I hope so. It is. By the <laughs> way, I'm not that much. I don't medical. think you want to see me off of my meds. I do not. Yeah. I've seen enough. We've talked about this yes. for sure. But like other men, mm-hmm. like other situations. Like the evil bastard that I was dating before you. Yes. That guy would have seen you off your meds. And... If you would have like dedicated yourself to him, he would have never thought twice about it. Oh yeah, he would have just he would have just been like, "This is great." They're telling her exactly exactly how to be a submissive female, and mm-hmm. he and he was also Pentecostal, and I have a lot of issues with the Pentecostal religion as a whole. Um, but there is this this definite sense of the the traditional male and female roles in mm-hmm. a marriage, and he would have been all about twin flames. He wouldn't have fallen for it. He would know that it was bullshit. But if it was getting, if it, it, was, it would have got him what he wanted. It would have gotten him exactly what he wanted, and it would have have strengthened my delusion that I would have needed to be subservient to him mm-hmm. and dedicated to him and fucking marry him and have. And his Jeff would have told babies. you to be this, right? And like, if you tried to speak out about it, he would have gaslit lit you. Absolutely, yeah. And he'd told you to do the marriage, the mirror exercise, and would have told you, hey, you need to look at yourself and uh, ask yourself why you don't love yourself enough to be punched in the face by yourself. Right, which, and that would have probably put me in a, like, spiral of depression and everything else, and it would have been just so horrible for my, for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, 
it's scary to think about where I would be. If I had found this place, if I had never left that guy, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that um, that's that's the scariest part to me is how easily, like, men can manipulate this shit. Because mm-hmm. this is such a women-driven society that when a man gets in there, he's a fucking weasel. Mm. That's the fox in the hen house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's not a good guy. Mm-mm. No. The good guy's gone. So if, you've, if, you're, on, if you're in a, a TFU and you find a dude, that dude isn't the, he isn't the cream of the crop. He is somewhere lower than that. Mm-hmm. What you Googling right now? Um, I'm just trying to find resources real quick. Okay. Um. But, like, that's my thinking is, like, any man who is in the TFU universe is a scoundrel. He is not, he's not there. He's not. Any straight cis men looking for a woman to be so servient to him? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so, it's so easy for this to go really, really fucking sideways Mm -hmm. for, for women. For men, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. But for women, it's going to be bad. And I feel like the luckiest thing is that like redneck men have not found this yet. Mm. Redneck men. Like 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 racist redneck men, like who I'm looked at as mm. being like if you hear my voice. Right. Who the who the yes, the stereotype that pops into your head when you hear my husband's voice, yes. <laughs> have not found out racist transphobic homophobic men yeah. have not found this mm-hmm. because you you have an in like a, a lot of women out there who are very vulnerable who are very easy to be told what to do and like be subservient to you god this would be horrible this has got to shut down yeah uh and i believe it will mm-hmm. it's gonna take some time um there are people like we saw in the documentary, there are people that are gathering evidence. Yeah. But I'm afraid as they're gathering evidence, Jeff and, and Shalia are probably destroying evidence. I think so. I hope that just, I don't know how we, I think coming out of like COVID, maybe like as we get less and less, maybe the the newer generation, the, the, the Zillennials, the Z, are less wanting to have this online and want more They human. want real. They want real. Yeah. And that's what kills it. Mm-hmm. Because real kills a lot of this shit. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't think offspring would ever be susceptible to this. I think you would have been more than her. Absolutely. Yeah. But she thankfully doesn't have any of my issues. So. True that. Um, if you or anyone is suffering from a mental health crisis, you can dial 911 or call a uh, crisis um uh, excuse me, a crisis hotline. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Um, the crisis text line um, is, um, oh, goodness, that's, for, that's only for Louisiana, excuse me. Uh, the Trevor Project Lifeline for anyone um, feeling um, body dysphoria or have, has questions about um, being trans or anything like that, uh, if you feel like you just need someone to talk to, you can call 
788-7386. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a um, great way to end it. Like, y'all be kind. Mm-hmm. Take care and listen to each other. And um, look, honestly, I, I know this is usually ending, but truly, if you have any of those issues, call those numbers. If you feel like we are the people you want to talk to, we're, we're not great. <laughs> but we can get you in touch with but people. But we will t- 100% tell you who to speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know anything about Twin Flames about the Twin Flames Universe community, anything that you can report to um, the law enforcement, any, anything, if you know anything, please go to your local um, police department. Yeah. Um, let's be good citizens to each other. Yes. And uh, listen, listen, take care of each other. That's our usual sign off. Yeah, but y'all be kind. Be kind. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.